This Rock Talk podcast recording is an interview and opinion product that is the property of rocksubculture.com, all rights reserved. Rocksubculture.com is not responsible for any statements or opinions expressed by the guests of this program. Welcome to Rock Talk, the official podcast for rocksubculture.com. Each podcast features interviews with special guests to discuss all aspects of popular music. Rocksubculture.com travels the globe to experience, review and archive live concert events. Interview those involved in producing and performing a variety of genres of popular rock music as well as find and learn about related studio and stage-use artifacts and memorabilia. Now, let's join our host, Jason DeBoard. Welcome to the show, and today my guest is Christian McCallany from Anne Berlin, and you're one of the two guitarists with the band. That's correct. So you guys have a pretty big week this week. I know your new album, Vital, comes out in the U.S. here tomorrow. And you guys are touring. So how are you feeling about this week? Pretty exciting? or? Yeah, it's, it's feeling great. I mean, we're, we're just excited. I mean, we've been sitting on this record since we finished it, you know, for five months. So, you know, we have just been excited to get it out and for everyone to hear it. We're just pretty proud of it and just very stoked on how it turned out and yeah we're on an amazing tour as well right now so it's just been you know all coming up aces i've been listening to it on um the k-rock site because they put the whole thing out there on on stream i think it's a fantastic album you know i've really enjoyed listening to it how how do you feel it's different from your past albums because i know it's there's a little bit more like maybe keyboards and synthesizer and maybe like a little bit more of the sort of loud, quiet, loud sort of theme yeah. going through it where I think the different elements sort of have a bit more opportunity to stand out and breathe a little. Yeah. Um, I think what's different is that um, I think as a collectively as a band, not that we didn't do this in the past, but this one just felt like collectively we really knew what we wanted to accomplish with this record. So it really helped in the writing process to kind of focus on the kinds of songs that we were trying to write. And I think we all kind of agreed when we looked around at the landscape of like this alternative world that there wasn't a lot of bands really bringing the rock. Yeah. Or, you know, and we were just like, man, and, and you know, Amberlynn, we kind of looked to like our live set too, is like when we play live I and mean, we have, you know, so many songs, but generally the songs we play live are like, the rock, the heavier rock songs. We love the energy. We love, you know, performing kind of like the heavier Amberlynn tracks. So we were like, you know what, let's kind of, let's put out a rockin' record, you know, and take a lot of the elements that we had uh, experimented with on, you know, previous records and, you know, put them all together. But let's make sure we, you know, as a whole, have a pretty rock-centered record. Is there a particular song on the new album that, that you like the best? What to you is like the standout? track um uh, right now i'm really like uh i really like playing self-starter just because i feel like it's just an onslaught from 
uh, beginning to end, even on the, like a musician, musicianship side, like there's rarely a moment where I can just sit back and kind of like groove. It's just constantly moving and like, it's just, it's a pretty intense song and it's, you know, it's a intense one to play live too. So it's just, it's been really fun to be playing. I mean, they're all, we're all stoked to be playing new songs. I mean, you just, you get, you know, it's like your new kid, you're, <laughs> you dote on your, your newest kid. So, yeah. you know, it's, we yeah, which has been fun to play off a bunch of the new songs live. Yeah. So, did you have an influence in helping to pick that as like the song to sort of kick off the album? Because I think that's the first track on the album, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, we yeah, we I think we just you know obviously we discussed track listing. You know, that's probably one of the longest discussions or arguments or whatever that we'll have as a band is because you know even. There are songs that we left off the record or that are, you know, B-sides or exclusive tracks, you know, that aren't on the record itself, but on different versions. So, you know, picking the track listing and picking which songs would actually make the record was like the most kind of intensive conversation. But as far as self-starter for the first song, we just felt like that kind of was a good representation of kind of the direction we went for the record. And, uh, kind of had uh, elements of, you know, all the different things we were kind of like focusing on on this record, electronics and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah. And, you know, overall, to me, it comes across as a very like uplifting, positive album and particularly like some of the comparatively like slower or not as intense songs seem pretty positive. Like from a writing standpoint, what are some of the things that kind of influenced writing the music for this album? Like musically, what would be some of the influences? Or just even in your lives or what's going on in the world, like what do you think really sort of gave this album kind of a direction and maybe some consistency with, within the songs themselves? Uh, I think um, as a whole, I mean, we're, we all are pretty avid fans of music. Uh-huh. So, you know, we, you know, we kind of keep up with, what's going on in the music world and kind of what are the, you know, new interesting things that are happening or cool artists, new artists or types of music or sounds that people are using or whatever. And I think we always, whether it even, you know, from hip hop to, you know, like death metal, you know, it's like we, (laughs) we listen to as a band, a pretty broad scope of music collectively. And I think we all try and bring, you know, these elements into the writing for Amberlynn. And then, uh, you know, always when looking at this record, you know, tried to wrap that all with the, like the rock rapping, you know, like, yeah. okay, here's this cool synth part or like this really awesome synth that sound that we're thinking of, you know, what, how are we going to bring this back and turn it into a rock song? If that's kind of the direction it feels like it's going. So lyrically, I mean, you would, you probably have to ask Steven, but, you know, he's definitely always influenced by, you know, things in his own life or things that he's witnessing that are, you know, happening in the world or, you know, right. they're always inspired by, you know, whatever's going on in his life or other people's lives or experiences he's had or experiences other people have had. And now, you guys have like a really dedicated fan base. Do you find it's challenging t- as artists to come up with the new work like this album and is it in the back of your mind how fans might react or do you just as artists continue to evolve and just hope people like what you guys are enjoying making yourselves 
I think I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you know, we've all we always want to. You never want to put out the same record twice. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to stray too far and kind of alienate, you know, the the fans that you've gained by being, you know, in Berlin. So you know, I always hate it when a you know band you know puts out two completely different records, you know, or they put out a record and then. You know, they write a like some bizarre, totally left field next record, and then they <laughs> right. hear them talk about it, and they're like, "Oh, well, we didn't really like that direction." And I was like, "Well, you wrote the song, but <laughs> you didn't like that sound." I, I, I don't like the wishy-washiness sometimes of fans, but um, yeah, but I mean, so just to answer your question, like we, you constantly want to push yourself as a musician, and I just, you know, we as a band love writing songs. I mean, that's you got to love what you do, and it's right. You know, the whole creative process is just an amazing thing to all of us, you know, kind of making something out of nothing. You know, it's a very gratifying thing to look back at the process and remember like, oh, well, I was here and I wrote this riff. And then, to you know, when you're finishing up in the studio, you're hearing the final product and you're just like, oh, my gosh, we just created something that wasn't there before. So, you know, we we're constantly writing and we really enjoyed that process. But, you know, we also keep the fans in mind as well, like. You know, you want to, you want to give them something they want to listen to. You don't want them to be like, why is the Amberlynn that I knew and loved, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So I saw you guys in San Francisco on Friday with the Smashing Pumpkins, and that was that was an awesome concert. That was actually the first time I'd seen you live. How did that come about, touring with them? And I know you guys are, are pretty close to going on your own headlining tour for pretty much all of November, too. So, so how did that come about, touring with the Smashing Pumpkins? Uh, I'm not really sure. It wasn't even really on, at least us, the guys in the band, like we really didn't even, that wasn't even on our radar. Like we'll always, <laughs> we'll constantly talk with our manager and our booking agent, like, Oh, who's touring or who should we, you know, who would be optimal to go on? Who would be, who would you guys like to go on tour with or who, you know, looking at bands that we would like to take out on tour, you know, Smashing Pumpkins is one of those bands where you just never really, that's not a, really an option ever. So you just right. never really. <laughs> talk about it so i mean it was kind of random it was pretty random to us I'm, i woke up to an email from our manager i mean originally we were supposed to be um touring in in the uk and then we had those shows booked and actually tickets were on sale and kind of last minute our manager emailed us and said hey we got this offer to open for the smashing pumpkins he's like i just wanted to double check with you guys if that if that's something you want to do <laughs> we were like unanimously, we're like, um, the answer <laughs> to that question is always gonna be yes, you know. Oh and, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it's pretty surreal for me. If you would have told you know thirteen year old me that I was going to be opening <laughs> for the Smashing Pumpkins someday, I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's also a good opportunity just to give your your band and your music some exposure, just to you know maybe some different people too. So. You know, I know ta- being in the audience, talking to some some people that it seemed like actually there was a lot of people that were there actually just for you, not even the Smashing Pumpkins. But there were also some people that weren't familiar with you. And then after your set, you know, I, I kind of asked people around me what they thought and people people were really impressed. They wanted to go check out your albums and stuff. So it seemed like it was very well received. And like I said, it seemed like there's actually a lot of people that came there just to see you guys, too. So, you know, it seems like it was a win win for you guys. And uh, the yeah, Smashing yeah, Pumpkins. Mission accomplished for sure. Yeah. So you 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 guys have 
been around for about a decade. Who's who's your favorite band that you've toured with, or what's what's been your favorite tour that you guys have done? Oh man, um, so many. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's such a charmed life. Yeah, of, you know, getting to do this, you know, live your dream every day. So I mean, it's really just always amazing. Like every tour has its moments and memories of what made it amazing and. Uh, you know, it's, it's really hard for me to kind of pick one over, over another, you know, it's, it's an ongoing experience of just traveling the world and meeting other bands and becoming friends with these people and, you know, sharing all these sites and all these moments and amazing crowds and it's just, it's all been pretty great. Yeah. So I guess a big benefit is just the ability to travel and kind of see the world. Do you have like a favorite city? that you visited or a favorite country that just really impressed you that, you know, kind of caught, caught you off guard. Maybe you weren't expecting to like it so much. Um, maybe, uh, I would say more so like not expecting the kind of, um, turnouts or, um, reaction wise was we went to Manila. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was last year and it was just crazy. Like we had, like there was paparazzi at the <laughs> airport and like we did like a press conference and yeah. there was like, we had to have security around us the whole time. Like really couldn't leave the hotel. Like just those kind of, and like the show was massive, you know, just bigger, you know, and we'd never been there before. Yeah. So, you know, and it was like that when we went to Singapore as well, you know, there's just these, sometimes you go to some countries and just with no expectations, you know, you've never been there before, so you don't really know what to expect and right. it totally blows you away, you know, and you're just like, why? It's like a, cause it's not like that in the States, you know? Right. So, like, <laughs> so you know, it was a, an experience, a rare experience for us to be like having to have like all these security guards around and not being able to walk around the town or whatever. Yeah. Since you've been, you know, your this is your sixth album and you guys have been around and successful for quite some time. What are your thoughts on kind of the state of the music industry and a lot of the changes that have come about since you started the band, you know, particularly with the internet and how people even get music? You know, what are what are your thoughts, you know, good and bad on on kind of the music industry at large today? Uh, I think it's good, you know, I think it's it's just progress. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just gotta, you know, you learn to adapt. And I think technology has only just improved, uh, people's ability to find the music. And I think that's overall a good thing. You know, if it wasn't for the internet and for, you know, the ease now that people can find bands and listen to artists, like we wouldn't be able to have gone overseas, you know, to countries where we had don't have, don't have any CDs over there, right. you know, or we don't have a record. And if the, you know, that's why we're there is because, and that's why we have a fan base there is because, you know, they found us on the internet. And, right. Uh, so I think it's been a good thing. You know, I think labels are still, you know, I think, you know, on the business, the business side of it, people are still trying to figure it out. And, you know, I think it, it'll, it'll figure itself out, but you know, it's just like, it's in that interim period of a new technology and the business now trying to catch up to that. You know, it's been the topic since, I started doing this full time and it's still a pretty hot topic, but you know, I, I see a lot of advances and I still see it even changing even more so in the future. You know, I can only imagine what it's going to be like five years from now. 
what is your guys' secret for being able to to stick together as a band for 10 years? Because usually the life of a band is, you know, maybe two to five years, like maximum, it seems like. But but you guys have remained fairly intact over all this time. So what's what's your secret? (laughs) Um, I mean, that's a good question. I, I really feel blessed to be surrounded with, you know, and be in the band with these guys, with the guys that I'm in because they're just, you know, they're, fr- they're my friends. They're my brothers. You know, like mm-hmm. we, we, our drummer was 14 when he first started playing with Amberland, I think. And Nathan was like either 13 or 14. And we recently talked about how he's probably spent more time with us than he has his actual, his real, his, his real brother. Wow. You know, it's like he, from, you know, that moment, when he was 14 and joined the band, the band's just been touring, you know, constantly, you know, sometimes 10 months out of the year, every year for 10 years. So, you know, we are closer than, you know, being in a band with somebody, you spend more time with those people than probably you can spend with anybody in your life, you know, 24 Mm -hmm. hours a day, every day for 10 months a year, you know? So I don't know. I, I think, you know, we're just good friends and, pretty grounded dudes and have never read anything, you know, go to our heads or, you know, and I think what's helped is that the band never just blew up. It was always, you know, the band fought for every inch that we got. Right. You know, there's never been any hype about the band. There's never been any big, you know, anyone massively championing the band. It's just been, you know, city by city, fan by fan, record to record, slowly growing the band. And, uh, you know, I think, we've just been in the trenches so long together that, you know, that's probably why we get along so well, I think. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys are a real family (laughs) as well as a band, I guess. It's crazy. It's it's literally like having four wives. (laughs) You just learn like their little idiosyncrasies and everyone's little, you can tell what people are thinking or if someone's sad or if someone's frustrated or whatever, just by a look now. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. So you guys have been like consistently recording and touring. How do you find the time to to keep up with all of it? And then, do you ever get a chance to take a real break from it and and just sort of relax? I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, this year uh, we actually this tour. So the last real um, like tour we did was about a year ago. So we took almost a year off to focus on writing the record. Um, our singer Steven had a kid around this time last year. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd done a, a few like short runs of tours. We did a, uh, an acoustic tour, but that was only a couple weeks. So for most of this year, we've been sitting off, I mean, besides being in the studio. So, I mean, that's literally the most time we've had off and, since I can remember, you know, since yeah. I... Since I dropped out of college and started doing it full time. So, you know, I think now later in, in our career, we've also learned to tour smarter, not harder. So you right. will probably rarely find the years where we where we'll, where we'll be on the road for 10 months. You know, we will pretty adamant now about taking a good, you know, a good breather after every tour and letting people re-energize and recenter. And, you know, because a lot, some guys are married, you know, some guys have started families. So you still need to find a balance between the two. And it keeps you, 
happy and passionate about and it gets you excited. You know, sometimes when you just go from one tour to the next, you're just like, Oh, <laughs> I don't want to be here, which, which yeah. sucks because, you know, it's like you, if any, to anybody else, you would sound like a, a jackass, you know, right. just, what do you mean you don't want to be here? You're in a band, you're on tour, but you know, after, you know, six months or something, you're just fried. So yeah. it, by, by touring smarter, you can refresh and stay excited about being on the road and really want to be there instead of just like, Oh my gosh, I, I just need a break, you know? Yeah. When you guys kick off your headlining tour in early November, how much of the new album Vital, like how many of those tracks do you think you'll be playing like generally in, in your sets? Um, I mean, we practiced before this tour a little bit of for the next tour as well. So we, we practiced what we would probably be playing on the headlining set. And um, I can't remember, probably maybe seven six or seven okay cool yeah and i know you guys are super busy today so i'll uh thank you for uh chatting with me today and like i said i've listened to the album on the stream and we'll be picking that up tomorrow and it's a great album i really hope i get a chance to see you guys do one of your own shows coming up in uh the next year or so so uh absolutely thank you thanks for having me so good luck be safe and thanks again for uh talking with me today yeah, thank you. All right, we'll take it easy. Uh, bye. Thank you for listening to our program, Rock Talk. For the latest gig archives, articles, and features about popular music and concert events around the world, please visit us online at www.rocksubculture.com.